1: everyone always talks about the rat race of employment yeah there is a hamster wheel of entrepreneurship Mm. and if you're not careful you'll just be running and running and running and going absolutely nowhere but you're making yourself more and more and more tired
0: at the end of the day a decision has to be made and it has to be made by you
1: thanks boss babe i know you got your pink suit and stuff your taxes are (laughs) due.
0: i'm showing up every single day sometimes there's no audience right But you still have to perform as though this is a sellout show Yeah, Because you don't, heaven forbid you get to a point where it's like you've got a sold out show but you haven't rehearsed Mm. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast, I'm Courtney And I'm Renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast
1: We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the
0: world And in today's conversation we're going to be talking about women in entrepreneurship Self-employment being a better leader in the workplace, yeah. business, shiny. When you should consider taking the plunge, and what do you do in free fall? Nice. Ah, these intros, they're quite succulent. <laughs> They're quite tasty. They're juicy. juicy. It's giving me um, seasoned quite Sunday nice. roast. You know what I'm saying? Quite
1: nice. I like it.
0: But before we hop into all of that great stuff, we gotta go for the starters. You know what I'm saying? Cheeky <laughs> little. I need to leave this little entrees. alone, it's, it's followed us into the next episode, <laughs> and we're gonna start with a what? Ding, ding, ding! Dilemma. I know that's right. Okay. Hey, oh, sis- sorry.
1: Oh. I I'm actually very cognizant of the fact that we look like we're dressed for two different seasons of the year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hold on, let me see. <laughs> Where, Where are think... you guys? Where are
1: you going? I am in Antarctica. She um, is. I am in the radar <laughs> No, I am in the Bermuda. Wow, well, we actually really do look like we're. My God, I am screw big. Sorry, sorry to have caught you. Go That's on.
0: all good. Hey, sisters. Hello. Love your podcast so much because it helps me reevaluate my life and Ooh. actually take action to be better. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so sweet so kind so sweet your your little sugar what an honor so my dilemma is that i'm not at the point where i want to be a better person mentally physically and spiritually with me wanting this i've noticed i'm not so close to my siblings and honestly i feel that i could treat them better instead of repeating the treatment i experienced from my parents Mm. however i tend to blame myself when i see them act a certain way which may not be positive I feel that they are only that way because of how I wasn't the best sibling to them. And now I feel like I have to parent them and start homeschooling them since they are not in school because of the pandemic, Mm. make routines for them, teach them skills like cooking or cleaning up, get their sleep routine in order, love them more because what kind of older sister doesn't do that? But I feel so overwhelmed because on the Mm. other hand, I'm trying to learn how to make myself the main character of my life Mm. um, because I tend to place other people's needs before Mm. mine. This situation causes a war in my mind because I want to do all these things for my siblings, but I feel that I want to focus on my life. And the only thing I can do is love them and play with them as I don't have the capacity to do it all. So now the question I have is, am I trying to do too much or am I just not being a good older sister?
1: This is very interesting. My mm. only question is, where are your parents? That
0: That is... That's
1: through, the <laughs>
0: throughout the entire thing, I was <laughs> like, yeah, where your are mama? your
1: parents? <laughs> yeah, I think, okay, wanting to be a better sibling that's one thing but being a better sibling or being a good sibling yeah. is not synonymous with parentification or yep. parenting your sibling. yeah um parentification is actually not good for you and especially with you on this journey of becoming the main character or more so just becoming a better person you don't need those false responsibilities sure. and, and false um burdens that you really don't need to carry um what you should do is show up as a better sibling. And that takes the form of, yes, being supportive, but you're not their primary caregiver. And so you need to also make sure that your parents are giving them that which they need. Now, it may be a case of, you know, you live in a household where your siblings may not be receiving that primary care from your parents and you're trying to make up for that. It's going to be difficult for you to be on a journey of becoming a better person and also stepping into this dysfunctional role, mm. right? As we were talking about in the oldest daughter, epi- eldest daughter episode. Yeah. Have a conversation with your parents or with, and, or just have a conversation with yourself and realize okay, I don't need to do all of this. I don't need to be getting them a good bedtime routine and cooking for for them and teaching them how to cook. Mm. But can I be present with them and have bonding time with them where I'm not teaching them these things, but I am more so participating in their learning of these things Mm. and giving them quality time and speaking their love language to them and making sure that I can assist in any way, Mm. but they are also not my children. Mm. And I think these are all truths you have to accept. And yes, I'm not saying you know your 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 siblings are drowning and you're not going to help them of course not sometimes you do have to do the dysfunctional thing because that's all that's there yeah, you know? yeah um however try and avoid it as much as possible and so take time breathe i don't think you're doing too little well i don't know what you're doing now yeah i think your desire to want to be a better sibling a more present sibling is great yeah yeah but that doesn't have to be manifest through p- parenting your siblings. Absolutely not. That's dangerous. That's
0: very dangerous. Yeah. I literally would say the exact same thing. I was just like, throughout the dilemma, I was like, sis, where are your parents at?
1: Big question. And I think it's
0: difficult when you're the eldest because your natural instinct is to not want your younger siblings to experience what you have yeah. experienced. And in order to do that, it means you feel as though you need to stand in the gap. Yeah. But you weren't made to stand in the gap. Ooh. Because when you do stand in the gap, many of us stand in the gap thinking that we are making up for or closing up any of the holes that we have in our family's fabric. Mm. You're actually not standing in the gap or closing up any holes. You're just replacing. Mm. There's a a hole that will crop up where they needed an elder sister, but you gave them a mother. Mm. Or there's a hole that's cropping up in your life where you actually needed a younger sibling, but you got a kid. So understanding that you don't necessarily have to make up for these things. It's actually not your responsibility to make up for Mm. lack of parenting. It can be hard because it means that it feels almost like you're a bystander to your sibling's pain and trauma, Mm. but then you're doing the double work and the double effort of trying to be a sibling and a mother, and that's not what you were created for in this world. You can't be a mother if you haven't got any kids do you get like you need to unshackle yourself from false responsibility and be the best older sibling that you can be but you cannot be their mother yeah no matter how much you try and maybe as Courtney said there will be times where you have to do the dysfunctional thing but if you make that consistent with your role as elder sibling then the confusion and the way that that relationship continues to run is going to be dysfunctional Mm. And in order to uproot dysfunction, you have to do the bold and scary thing of saying, actually, you know, I'm not going to repeat this cycle. I'm not going to continue. I'm not going to fight dysfunction with dysfunction. I'm mm. going to try and be healthy here. And that might actually end up being the best way to help your siblings because they understand that whilst they haven't had necessarily a positive, you know, parental experience, yeah. at least they have a positive um, relationship with you and they understand what that looks like. And so it's not good. muddied with this whole um, false narrative around you being proxy- for their mother. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important to set those boundaries. Yeah. And I think uh, there's so many things that you want to pursue in your life. You've literally right. stated that it feels almost as though this is a burden insofar as you have to pick between being their sibling mm. and be, you know, doing what you want with your life. Yeah. That is the kind of decision that parents make and you're not a parent where you're thinking about, you know, your kids and what, um, you know, your kids may want and the best, you know, yeah. thing for your kid but you're not a parent. That's it. Um, So really understanding that and allowing yourself the privilege and the honor of actually being able to decide what you want to do with your life is important because you will end up resenting them. Hmm. Even though you think that this is the best thing for them, you will end up resenting them because you've had to take the position of a mother at a stage that you actually didn't actively bargain for it. So good. So I don't think it's not necessary. I don't think it's a question of whether you are a good older sister or not. I think first you need to divorce yourself from this whole complex of trying to fulfill being mother and father to um your younger siblings and then it's a thing of okay how can I be a better sister as opposed Mm -hmm. to be feeling like you're being guilt tripped into being somebody else's parent um but yeah like even some of the stuff that you were saying like cooking and cleaning and getting their sleep routine in order maybe teach them to be more independent. You don't have to cook for them. Mm, depending you don't on have the to age, clean. Exactly. Depending on the age, you don't have to cook for them. You don't have to clean for them. Um, you don't necessarily, even in terms of sleep routine, teach them how to be more independent. That's mm. more, I guess, it's still kind of parenting, but at least yeah. it allows you to have more um, agency and more freedom, right? Mm. Um, so even finding ways that you can healthily transition more into being an older sister is really That's important. Really um so don't think that you can make up for any like lost intimacy um, between you and your siblings by being their parent. So true. And girl, go live your life. Please. Like actually live your we life because you. life is short and Very. you don't want to be resenting your siblings. And your siblings will end up resenting you too Facts. because how many times, even thinking about like my own siblings, right, going through that process of parentification, yeah. And like, trying hard not to parent them yeah because that distorts the dynamic and they end up presenting you as yeah. their parent yeah. as opposed to as their sibling. The sibling um and that's a very very difficult cross to bear. so, good. so yeah girl live your life um Please. try to set those boundaries as well and Please. really focus on ensuring that you are a better sister but not a better parent because you're not a parent you there don't you have go children. there you go i love that yeah that was good but yeah, sisters, if you do have anything that you'd like to, if you can relate, um, definitely drop it like a salt in the comments below. And we've definitely had conversations about this in some of our prior episodes. Yep. Um, So I'm sure that you'll definitely resonate with our episode on being an eldest daughter. So go check that out. That's check available out. on the YouTubes, on the Apples, on the Spotify's, on the platforms. Um, <laughs> so yeah, make sure to go and check those out. Yeah. But moving into the main topic of conversation. Let's go. Let's female go. Female entrepreneurship. The female Entreprene- boss. You know what's funny? I even have a tattoo here. So I, so oh, I yeah. Like you I'm have a, to do the female I feel boss. like a, a. it's given to Lisa. It's given to Lisa. and oh, ups wow. But entrepreneurship. Yeah. Miss entrepreneur in Resid- en residence. <laughs> Not the French. Yo, you know that time that I must have said like three or four French words. Oh, somebody yeah. commented and was like, "Oh, Renée's accent was so good." I said, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bonjour, bonjour, baby, to the world." On TV <laughs> play, on oh, on Apple TV, the <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> now they're gonna be like, "Yeah, we excellent. <laughs> 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 then we exiting Better leave those that French alone." Um, no. Okay. Why should women Mm. consider getting into entrepreneurship, self-employment? What would you say are the key benefits of being an entrepreneur? Oh man,
1: honestly, obviously, both of us are entrepreneurs. Both of us have worked um, on on business projects, business stuff. Um, I've been self-employed now for like three years, and I will definitely say one of the biggest benefits that I have identified is independence (laughs) independence is great um and i think it just it's it's not that kind of toxic independent independence but rather it's more so being able to challenge yourself to Mm. have to show up Mm -hmm. being Mm -hmm. able to uh have the freedom i'll say more so freedom Mm -hmm. have the freedom to create what you are passionate about passionate about have the uh ability to also control your income and really soar as best as you can Um, and it's not to say you cannot experience this level of freedom or independence within a traditional career and employment however i think self-employment puts you in that mindset of go and get it Mm -hmm. go and get you have to hustle Mm -hmm. right Mm um it, it it I think entrepreneurship births birth something in your character, yeah. right? And it, it pushes your character, it pushes your capacity. It also opens up, in my opinion, your imagination as to what is possible mm. for yourself, for your life, but also for your career, for your business. and yeah. Yeah. Um, Because you're focusing fully on this thing mm-hmm. that you're really passionate about and kind of giving birth to it. And um, I think why should women consider entrepreneurship? It's not just a boy's game um whilst there's a lot of lack of representation of women in business yeah i think the growing amount of women in business and boss babe communities and and people actually walking in entrepreneurship who are achieving amazing things it's so encouraging to think if you have an idea mm-hmm. do not let your gender hold you back from your belief that you can make it happen mm. right and and I think a lot of work is also being done hopefully to make sure that these environments are like VC environments and stuff are inclusive of women. More work Mm -hmm. definitely needs to be done. I think TMS is definitely going to be a part of that work. However, There is so many, there are so many women and there is so much room in the spaces of entrepreneurship or in whatever domain you're trying to find yourself in that you need to take up, sis. And you shouldn't shy away from taking up taking up that space because of your race, your gender, your your ability, whatever it may be. And so, why should women consider entrepreneurship slash self-employment? I also think in the economy that we're living in. I think relying on one source of income, like your main source of earned income is stupid. I think it's, no, I I think it's stupid because you're putting all your eggs in one basket. Mm. There is no guarantee that it'll work out just because it's a job, you know? So uh, people often associate risk with entrepreneurship, Mm. but there's also risk in career. There's risk in everything. Yeah. So I think being able to, even if you're going to be having a side hustle, which I'm a big advocate of, mm. we are big advocates of, at least having something that allows you to have another stream of income. And I think the main way that manifests is through a degree of self-employment, yeah, right, or yeah. freelancing or something like that, being entrepreneurial, um, challenge yourself, To explore that part of yourself if you think it's something that's within you. Um, I love the challenge that entrepreneurship presents to us as people. Um, And I also think the ability to create... If we've identified that some of the issues that exist within certain fields of work, technology, STEM, all these different things. If we identify that there is a big representation issue, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to gender the best people to address those issues or who will always have those issues first in their mind is, for example, another woman, right? So when you create a business, when you create an organization, you also create opportunities for other people who have been denied access in other spaces. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? And so I think that's one thing about entrepreneurship as a woman why we should all consider it sis Mm -hmm. because well not all of us not all of us are made for it that's another conversation for another day but (laughs) the people who are thinking of exploring it you're going to be able to create opportunities for so many people including Mm -hmm. other women right sharing money sharing wealth creating opportunities for other people to flourish in their talent and also being able to give back to community Mm -hmm. and to initiatives which you consider to be important to you Mm Becoming an entrepreneur allows you to do those things, right? So why not? I love that. Yeah. How about yourself? What do you think?
0: I love that. Um, I think similar to you, managing my own time mm. and like my freedom and stuff, choosing mm. the flexible working. It's great. It's, fle- it's, <laughs> it's great. It means that I can fit my work to work around me mm. as opposed to working around work. That concept has always been just so mad to yeah. me. I just... And I've done it and yeah. probably, you know, there will be times where I will do it, but it's just like, oh man, yeah, I want to be able to do this in the morning and then work. Yeah. I want to be able to work and then do this. And yeah. it's like the flexibility that entrepreneurship can give you is so, so freeing. It so means you true. can just engage in so much more. You can do things you enjoy yeah, um, while simultaneously doing something that you enjoy at work too, because like mm. part of the whole entrepreneurial journey is you get to pick, you know, what industry you get to pick, yeah. what work you do um so yeah definitely the freedom managing my time has been sweet yeah <laughs> it's been hard but it's sweat. Been when you sweet. get into the rhythm you start to learn so much more about yourself and yeah. I think that is the second key benefit for me the learning curve yeah ain't nothing will teach you like entrepreneurship yeah hundred percent nothing a
1: hundred nothing's going to bring um the true resilience out of mm. you like entrepreneurship I think um I love that you mentioned that being able to not have to, being able to have your work, work around you. Cause I think entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneur has really changed my mentality around work. Yeah, Like having that I think I've mentioned it so many times on the podcast, but having this philosophy for my life and this kind of mission statement, I only work on things I want to work on. Mm. And I think that's only bec- come out of me reframing my idea about work, purpose, mm. business, all of that, mm. and realizing actually I can do that. Like mm-hmm. I can work on only things that I care about yeah. and, and kind of get to a place where, I'm not just working because I think this is the traditional thing to do. Yeah. And you have to be in a job that you may dislike mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. that you don't fully like. I yeah. actually get to create an environment that I fully like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not to say it's without challenge, but it is to say that's something that I want to enjoy. And that's something I found a way to create through entrepreneurship. So yeah. highly,
0: highly recommend 10 out of 10. I love it. I love it. So is there such a thing as the perfect time to become an entrepreneur? Yes. Elaborate. Okay. Give us some more.
1: I would have said no before. Yeah. I would have been like,
0: no, throw yourself into it. <laughs> however, however. Go on. Talk however, to us. I think
1: depending on the sort of background you're from, Mm -hmm. you actually have to see if you throw yourself into this, is there going to be a parachute? Is there going to be something to be able to catch you? And the reality is for a lot of us, we don't have that. Um, And I think we have to be very conscious of that reality, right? Mm -hmm. For people who come from uh, low socioeconomic backgrounds, for people who are uh, quite often excluded and underrepresented in entrepreneurship spaces, VC spaces, things like that, places where you need investment, getting grants, all of Boy. that. If you're unrepresented in those areas and the, the industries that you're trying to go in haven't made, hasn't made room for you, mm. it can actually be, a bad time yeah. to enter into that market because the market is quite hostile towards you. Yeah, and I think that- That's <laughs> right. it's right. And also it's a big risk, yeah, right? Yeah. Business, entrepreneurship is a risk that you're about to take. Mm-hmm. You actually need to weigh out those risks. You need mm-hmm. to weigh out the pros and cons and you need to make what we always talk about, a calculated decision, right? Yeah. You need to make the calculations. What are the potential outcomes here? Let me look at the potential possibilities of what could happen am I willing to take this risk yeah. you know are, are the odds actually in my favor some of some people say you know f the odds i think you I think that's fine. I think that there's a daring nature to be able to be there like, forget is. the odds. Yeah. However, I think there is a certain privilege sometimes that can come into play for people who say, forget the odds. I'm just going for it. Mm. Because the reality of the consequences of it failing are different for everybody, right? And this isn't to say be limited by your background at all. I didn't come from a very privileged background. We don't come from very privileged backgrounds where there's a lot of money and wealth and trust funds and all of that. We don't have that. And yet at 21, I decided to go head first into entrepreneurship. Yeah. However, what I did have were certain things that could be considered privileges. I was able to live at home rent-free. I still live at home rent-free. So those things for me played a part into, is there a safety net, right? Mm. Like um, one of the previous uh, dilemmas that we had, I know if I take this risk, I'll always have a roof over my head. I will always have food in my mouth, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. If you know that, then actually there's, that is the perfect time. My plan B is quite good, Mm. you know? And I think that that's a a good thing to think about. You need to have a plan A, B, C, D, E. And that's not to say you're not going to commit yourself to one plan, but it is to say things don't always go right. Let's just be honest. Things don't always go right. And so really have yourself a good plan. Mm. That's the perfect time. Mm. And it's not about all conditions being great yeah it yeah. really is about am i willing to take this risk now because if i take this risk now i need to be able and willing to put my all into making this work yeah so you need to really pay attention to do i have enough capacity to do this what is the sacrifices needed do i need more funding Do I need to save more? Do I need more time? What is it that I need in order to set myself up best, right? No one is pushing you into entrepreneurship. You throw yourself into it. So really you get to determine when is the perfect time for me. However, I do think a lot of us latch onto this idea of perfection and kind of, this isn't right. So it's not the right mm. time. That isn't right. So it's not the right time. I think it's more so about the odds, right? 99 mm-hmm. to, nine to one is really good odds, yeah. but there's still that one thing, yeah. right? So if you're going to look at and wait for it to be a hundred, it will never be a hundred in the, in the space of entrepreneurship, in the space of investing and you're investing, entrepreneurship is an investment. Literally, there will never be perfect odds. A hundred percent never has any interest on it do you get what i mean mm, like, I like that. ever I really, really everything like that. has risk yeah. and so if you're trying to grow exponentially you have to look at the odds mm. and the odds of your life are unique to you mm. you may have responsibilities right for example if you just got a mortgage a month ago you might not want to throw yourself into entrepreneurship not just yet not just yet do you get know what I mean? Or if you are a caregiver to somebody, you may want to weigh out if I suddenly jump into entrepreneurship and then do not make the same level of income I have, yeah. what mm-hmm. happens to the people I provide care for? Mm-hmm. You know, what happens to my children's mm-hmm. childcare? Mm-hmm. What happens to um my parents' medical costs? You know, you have to really pay attention to your life's circumstances yeah. and whether the choice that you are making allows for you to continue to do the same things you used to do? Or are you ready to give up some of the things you're currently doing? Which for some of us may be the case. So I don't think there is ever a perfect time. However, I do think that there is a perfect time and you decide when it is. Okay. It's individual. I can't can't dictate to you, this is the perfect time to jump into entrepreneurship. It's really down to you. Yeah, Yeah. making
0: the smart decisions. Smart. No, I, I really, really do love that. And I think also- having the opportunity to test where you can Mm. because I think we often feel that entrepreneurship is it's all or nothing yeah do or die I have to quit my job tomorrow and I'm in it you can test the waters you can test the waters you can you know pick up a side hustle or something that's like relatively adjacent yeah like you can test and prove um whatever it is that you actually want to do first and then transition um and I think I mentioned this in like our last episode or one of our epi- former episodes, but it's all about picking your heart. Mm. Sometimes it will be difficult to juggle whatever you're doing currently with side hustles, yeah. right? Sometimes it will be difficult for you to quit your job and jump straight in. <laughs> so again. it's written, boy. Um, then bills have you pay. Um, but it's really about picking your heart and really identifying, okay, cool. As you said, what are my life circumstances saying? Am I comfortable with mm. what they're saying enough that this makes sense? Yeah. For me. Yeah. Um, and try not to be disheartened or led to believe otherwise by things that you see. Mm. Sometimes like, listen, we all love the whole narrative of like, I, I went by faith. Um, I it always work. it's like, did you really, were you looking work. for an excuse to leave your job?
1: That's a good point. And you've got to be honest with yourself as well. Like, just keep it real. Keep it a buck. No reason is too small or too big. Um, yeah. Just be honest with yourself and exactly. your personal choices. Whilst other people may not make them, whilst we may not make them. If it makes sense to you, you're the one who's dealing with the consequences the and the and the, the brunt of the work. So no one else's opinion really matters.
0: It's so funny because I think sometimes it's crazy that we forget that we have to bear the brunt of the consequences of decisions we make. And that's with anything. But it, when it comes to your career, when it comes to thinking about Being a business owner or getting into entrepreneurship or having a side hustle, Mm. the decisions that you make, those are yours. Mm. And I think even like moving into that mindset when you do enter entrepreneurship is important yeah. because if you are someone that has worked like full time or yeah. been in school or you're trying to make that transition, understanding that like no one is going to come and make this decision for you Oy. is very important. Facts. It's very important. Facts. We can't make the decision for you and you listening in or reading all of these um, books about timing and time management yeah. and, you know, philosophy, At the end of the day, a decision has to be made and it has to be made by you. Facts. But we're not afraid of that. We might be nervous, but we're not afraid. Yeah. oh sorry i think
1: another element on the perfect timing thing as well there's the internal which we've been speaking about yeah your world what's happening but also look at the world and the external market in terms of perfect timing (laughs) it might not be the perfect timing for what it is you're trying to do because what you're trying to do the market Mm. look at the market yeah is the market going to receive what it is that you are trying to create right because the worst thing to do is create a business out of season out of out of sync with the market and it's not to say you can be ahead of the curve in fact you should be ahead of the curve Mm -hmm. but also realize that you're watching out for a wave so you can ride it so you need to be on the watch do you get what Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. you really need to be studying the market and seeing does my business actually make sense for this context and these this Where I am right now. Not, sorry, does my business actually make sense Mm -hmm. for now? You know, where am I trying to sell? Because for example, you may have the most amazing idea for winter jackets. You've got the amazing design. You live in Jamaica. It doesn't make make sense. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make sense. So then you need to decide, is now the perfect time? Or should I wait till I move to somewhere where they
0: have- not you, not you Bring in a puffer jacket to,
1: to <laughs> Kingston to the, mar- to the market it doesn't make sense <laughs> but do you get what I mean you may have an amazing idea but you need to think is this a perfect fit is mm-hmm. this a good fit or do I need to also in- integrate into my plans a strategy to educate people or to show people that they actually do have a need yeah, yeah, for what yeah. it is I'm sure, bringing to the market sure. right not everyone is primed for what it is you're trying to bring. And so things may not land the way you want them to because people aren't primed for it. People don't know about it and you're trying to do something really innovative or you're trying to do something that's a bit outdated. Mm -hmm, You know, you're trying to maybe start an accounting firm, right? but with things like quickbooks and zero like all these things
0: you need to be you
1: need to be ahead of the curve exactly. how what, what's going to be your competitive edge mm. and your unique selling point compared yeah, to these yeah. cheaper digital alternatives it's not to say your accounting firm won't be successful it's that you have to think about these things mm. and until you thought about these things it might not be the perfect time so there really is int- intra factors i guess intra um your world what's happening in your world mm. and then what's happening in the world yeah, and you yeah, need yeah. to really consider two of those yeah, those no, two things sure, rather for sure
0: and do your research please um, do your Market research cuz i think it's so tempting like when you're i'm ready to be an entrepreneur the but zeal is the world ready for you
1: the zeal you have all this zeal oh. baby girl the world is gray it's <laughs> everyone's tired and everyone's broke People are not going to... The thing is, people are broken at the same time they're not. They'll give money to the things that they receive and believe to be valuable, yeah, right? Yeah. Until you are actually ready to really realize that you Excitement and passion is not the value of the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. yes, you're excited about your business, but that's very much so about you. Mm. The world is thinking about them. So no one cares about your life story. No one can it, whilst it may make a good aspect of the marketing, unless the product is good, unless the product actually fits, unless you are actually adding value through the product to other people's life, people are not gonna part with their cash. They're not gonna part with their time. They'll listen to your story. That's cute, or they'll just skip at they'll just skip. And move on. Just about. And you'll have your feelings hurt.
0: I know, and it's so sad.
1: Sorry, your little feelings were crushed. No. But this ain't a lemonade stand. People this gotta really be no. thirsty.
0: I, this is the thing. It's The mentality shift is really, really important. You gotta come hard with these Fats. things. And speaking about coming hard, mm-hmm. what would you say are some of the lowlights of being self-employed, yeah. entrepreneur, you know? But I swear.
1: There are things um to do with your paycheck the that bet. you may not know. No, but there are elements to do with your paycheck yeah. that you don't feel the brunt of mm. uh too tough, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you're used to them. When you're self-employed, taxes. however, the taxes that they are coming to Taxi. you
2: for. <laughs> no, because
1: before they're going to the head of the company, they're going to the accounts department. Yeah, they're going yeah, to HR. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But no, now HMRC are sending letters to your door. Saying hey ho. Sweetie, pay, have Bus you
0: seen babe? that? That's like, knock, knock, I'm at
1: your door. Boss, babe. <laughs> I know you got your pink suit and stuff. Your taxes are G. <laughs> <laughs> Not
0: ah, the pastel pink suit.
1: Your taxes are G. Oh. Yeah. I know you got CEO in your bio. Self assessment. You got to fill it.
0: That's the and you know that's the thing when you start doing entrepreneurship. People don't realize that it's not just CEO that you are. You're also CFO. You're also CMO. You're also head of marketing. And you're also
1: you're accountable also... for a legal entity.
0: And that's what no, because that's what
1: well for people who have registered their business. Then
0: stop it.
1: <laughs> If you haven't registered this segment of the podcast, it's so not relevant for relevant you. For you, uh, you should go to our... that's why you're dating a criminal <laughs> So So <laughs> you are the criminal. Are the criminal. Um, but rather, no. Um, you don't have to register in the UK if you are earning less than twelve thousand pounds. £12,500, yeah, £12, yeah. the personal allowance. Um, but you should if you are making close to that or above. Yeah. Um but anyway, the low, the low lights is are those big payments right because corporation tax is one thing yep and then you've got your income tax if you pay yourself on payroll mm-hmm. and then you've got self-assessment if you do you know your little employee calcul- self-employed calculations and you've made any extra money they like yeah we want some of that too national insurance student finance you're in charge of all of that that is now your responsibility before yeah. your company would handle it And it's, yeah, you will see the numbers on your paycheck, but all you know is I take home this much. But now you have to factor into your business's accounts and your business's budget Mm -hmm. the fact that at the end of the year or at the end of every quarter, they're coming to take a considerable amount of money from you, right? This is the first year that I put myself on salary. I have paid so much in taxes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we can talk about the tax system another day. Yeah. It's painful. It's very it hurts painful, because boy. you're thinking, you're looking at your business account and it's not that you don't know the tax is going to be taken away. Cause obviously I don't make my gross income. I reserve some. I make net. However, you see that money in your business account and you think I could do with this campaign. I can do, I can buy this new equipment. I can do X, Y, Z. No, that's for the tax man. You can't touch that money. And you're, you're feeling the weight now of that. There are ways to get around that. You should talk to an accountant. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But also um, the reality that literally all the, the, not just tax, but all the expenses also fall on your head to manage, right? Especially when you're working in a small team and you haven't got a CFO, you haven't got a head of accounts and stuff like that. You may have an accountant, but they're still looking to you for what are the decisions you're making for your business's finance. And so realizing that paying a team It's money, like money management. And I think people rarely talk about the fact that money is very stressful. Money, not having enough of it. And oftentimes in the beginning of my... what i felt often in my the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey was i don't have enough money Mm. it's never enough Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. when i'm making six seven thousand pounds a month. it's not enough because there's so many demands there's inventory there's space there's all these overhead costs and if you do not do your calculations right you will always be struggling Mm. right and i think that that's one of the the lowest points for me was like i'm working so hard And I never have anything to prove. I I have nothing to prove, prove. um, I have nothing to show of it. You know, nothing can prove it because I don't have savings. All of my money is going into this business. It really is a bucket with holes. And like, unless I really do the work to really study out where these holes are. Yeah. But also sometimes the holes aren't even caused by me. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the fact that that's the nature of the game. That's why people get investors. That's why people get loans. Cause it's very hard to start something off the ground just with you. Not to say it's impossible. Loads of people have done it, but it's hard.
0: It's hard.
1: It's un- like it's you, hard. in order to do that, you need a model that works. What works, tried and tested works. Numbers that have been calculated down to zero. Mm -hmm. Like you need to know all your margins on everything. And if one wholesale thing crops up one P or one cent, you need to recalculate that entire model or you're being lost automatically. And I think constantly having that in the back of your mind can actually be quite stressful. And I think another thing is you're juggling so much. You're juggling so much. In the first couple of years, one thing that I really... I'm upset about I just everything else had to be put on the back burner yeah my relationships my well-being all of it was put on the back burner because I just I just didn't know what to do and so everything just became I am my business my business is me if my business is failing I'm failing Mm. if my business is going to be successful I need to put myself Mm. to work right Mm. it wasn't about creating effective systems it was kind of Everyone always talks about the rat race of employment. Yeah. There is a hamster wheel of entrepreneurship. Mm. And if you're not careful, you'll just be running and running boy, and running oh and going absolutely nowhere. But you're making yourself more and more and more tired. So those were some lowlights for me. How about yourself?
0: Wow, very similar lowlights actually. Definitely the whole tax situation. I was just like, excuse them yeah. they don't start Why when they come and send you y'all them letters taking my money like this. I don't, I don't get it. Um, it was really interesting for me because a lot of my like entrepreneurial journey I did in addition to like full time working. Mm-hmm. So this, the slice of tax that is taken when you're already in employment or you have some kind of like relatively stable income it's quite large <laughs> um and just accounting for it and having yeah. to budget for it even when you are for example charging clients or when you're thinking about like yeah. you know creating products it's like okay cool this is like the value attributed but then at the same time i have to account for the fact that i might be having to take 20 percent or 30 percent off just for tax on mm-hmm. that particular payment yeah. so getting really like particular specific anal about it and yeah. saying okay cool like how do i adjust My own finances, how do I like set myself up such that this is, this makes sense. And as you were saying, you need to make sure that you account for every single penny. You have to make sure your invoices are actually Hmm. like set up. You need to make sure that you actually have a business bank account. Because some of you guys do not separate your stuff from your personal account. Yeah, you should. You really should. Um, so I definitely resonate in so far as the administrative stuff yeah. can be so long, like yeah. to the point where weekly I just have some admin hours or like admin day where you have to reconcile accounts, yeah. you have to look at invoicing, you have to look at all of that kind of stuff. And I think also the um, one man band, as you were saying, it's long, like it's cool and it's independent, yeah. but sometimes you could really do with the help and it's yeah. long. And I also think that sometimes it can be a little bit lonely if you're not like plugged very, into very, like entrepreneurial communities or anything like very that. Because you're working by yourself for very like lonely. the predominant you amount of time. You are a lone time. ranger. Fam. It's tight out in these yep. streets. And like people, there's very few people that get it. And it's like, when you do come across entrepreneurs, they're coming, like they are going with, sorry, they are dealing with their own struggles. Legit. And it's like, even them being able to provide support is capped because they're at, capacity they're at capacity honestly the only thing that they can do is hold hands with you as you both enter the fire yeah because you're both gonna get burned yeah um
1: i think another thing is the failures hit harder (gasps) (laughs) you take them so personally personally. so personally like if your business makes a loss or your the sales don't come in like you thought they would it can push you over the edge serious depression. I'm on the
0: edge. It's not of glory. It's you? not
1: of glory Boy. because you're so invested. You're not just invested financially. yeah Your identity is in this. This is your child. If this if forget it, even being your child, this is a reflection of you. Yeah. If this <laughs> fails, if this if something doesn't do well, it as minuscule as it may seem, even like a, a an email from a customer saying I didn't like what oh, I boy, it,
0: All of a sudden, you will. Not
1: You'll sleep. start crying. You're, you're not asleep. sleeping. You're literally your whole world is shattered, and you're here thinking, "Am I a failure?" Mm-hmm. Whereas, if your company that you work for, okay, we didn't meet our projected sell this culture um this quarter. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's sad. Actually. We'll work harder next time. But you know, there's a next time, right? But oftentimes, when you fail in business, your f- immediate response is. Is there going to be money for me next week? The consequences are steep. Steep.
0: You're paying. Steep. You're paying. And you're
1: not sharing that pressure with anyone.
0: Yeah. If
1: you're a solo uh, entrepreneur, like you're not sharing that with anyone. All of that is coming down on your head. If the company is in hot water, you're the one who's got to put out the fire. It's you. And oftentimes being pulled in all those different directions and then you fail.
0: Entrepreneurs cry a lot They cry <laughs> If they don't cry They Do you cry, know how shout.
1: many Let me let me. Do you know how many days I spent just in my room My room is messy as hell Like so messy Because I haven't had time To clean it There's no personal time Everything is work Yeah And I'm just in my bed Just crying tears Like you know when you're Looking up at the ceiling And like just tears are
0: just They're coming down Into your down, ears into your, e-
1: <laughs> <laughs> into your ears That was me mm-hmm. Like at least once a week because it's like this is not working. Yeah. But then it is working. And that's the thing about entrepreneurship. Really high highs, really low lows. Oh, the lows. The lows really are all up bottom. Low, low. you oh, hit the honestly. And when I you you hit the bottom, they will show you actually. New depths.
0: Of hell. Hell. New depths. <laughs> it's like a there's flipping
1: depths of pain. Museum
0: that you didn't know there's an extra room down yeah. there. Oh
1: yeah. But that's the thing. I think it's because, sorry. I think it's because. The climb is a lot. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to gain that momentum in the beginning yeah, takes so much work. For sure. But once you get to that, I'm cruising, you're cruising for real. It's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. It's very nice seeing the money into your it's account. It's enjoyable. But it,
0: also the impact that you have as well, right? Yeah. Like this whole, like when you are working in business or entrepreneurial projects that do help people in a way, it's nice to know that you've actually.
1: It's working.
0: It's working. Yeah. You've had impact. Yeah. That's the reward nice. is great.
1: The reward is really great.
0: That is nice. Well, thinking about some of the low lights, yeah. this year in particular, 2021, 2021. <laughs> what do you wish you knew about entrepreneurship? Ooh. At the beginning in January the 1st.
1: What do I wish I knew about entrepreneurship on January the 1st? That you don't have to feel guilty Mm -hmm. for resting. Mm, I like that. Mm -hmm. However, I also wish somebody, I don't know how to word this, but I wish somebody had told me entrepreneurship and the successes that come with it is going to happen in phases. Mm. Everything is not riding on this year. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Everything
1: is not riding on this week, right? So your failures don't determine or don't um, mean that everything is over and your successes don't also mean you should become complacent Mm. right you're going to have to keep going and going there is actually um there is hope over this mountain that's in front of you if that Mm -hmm. makes sense Mm -hmm. and there's there's an opportunity to to try again and do it over and also decided to take a pause doesn't mean it's over, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes the pause is actually healthy. Yeah, yeah. And I think somebody, I wish somebody had told me like, you can stop. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't mean failure. You can actually stop. Mm-hmm. Um And sometimes that positions you to thrive. But in the beginning, if stopping felt like, oh, I'm failing, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm admitting I couldn't hack this, but it's like, is that really how you want to frame it in your head? Yeah. Or is there another, another, way to frame this is there another benefit to see from this um and I wish somebody had told me it's okay I had to come to that conclusion on my own with the help and support of a lot of people but I wish there was like a and I wish I actually had more business mentors and I'm really hoping that's something I can establish in 2022 because I wish somebody had looked at me and been like this is not serving you anymore move on yeah
0: because
1: then I wouldn't have spent so long feeling guilty yeah how about yourself, though?
0: I like that. I like that a lot. And yeah, the importance of mentorship so yeah. I can never be overstated. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say I wish someone had told me that. Hmm. I would say I wish someone had told me that I need to. Continue to work in the dark as though I was working in the light. Okay. Because I think we... that sometimes when you don't get like a reward straight away or when it feels like you're going at something for a long time, it feels like you're just spinning wheels, mm. not knowing that that's, con- constantly mm. that's constantly adding to your portfolio, that's constantly adding to your Um, expertise or constantly adding to your positioning in the market and for me there were many times where I was just like oh for goodness sake I'm doing this but it's not getting me anywhere like I'm not going back but I'm not going forward Forward. Um, but showing up every single day matters even if it's one hour Mm. even if it's half an hour showing up and riding out is important because then you'll have that to look back on Mm. and that to present in the time that it's really really necessary and that Like for me, being a writer was difficult because it's like, I'm showing up every single day. Sometimes there's no audience. right? But you still have to perform as though this is a sellout show. Yeah. Because you don't, heaven forbid, you get to a point where it's like, you've got a sold out show, but you haven't rehearsed. Mm. So for me, it was just the whole like, I wish someone had reinstated, listen, you need Mm. to perform as though you've got a sellout show every single, every single opportunity that you have. yeah. Which is cool because like, now looking back it's like oh this makes sense and in terms of like the contacts I've made and the projects I have coming up had I not done that certain things would not be in my life right now absolutely 110 percent. some things wouldn't be in my life right now so I wish someone had actually reinstated and been like it's okay yeah it's fine to continue to keep going even when nobody is watching that's such a good point being like entrepreneurship being sometimes quite lonely Mm. understanding it does come with the territory but always show up and perform as though there are millions watching you it's important that's a word man it's It's even
1: like as a content creator it can sometimes be hard and like you were saying about writing like people aren't watching the views are down Mm. okay but there is something that i saw recently which i wish i had learned in 2020 actually yeah if that video goes viral then what you haven't got anything to come back with because it was accidental. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But actually, if you keep going and you keep learning more about the system that you're building and you you get to a place where you can actually position yourself to really benefit from these moments of opportunity and these moments of actual like eureka, like it's happened. Do you get what I mean? If you're not positioned when that person comes across your work, if you haven't then posted in a year, whilst they may want to give you an opportunity based on the stuff you did a year or two ago, they don't even know if you're still in the game.
0: There we go. You
1: know, so you actually have to keep showing up. And it's not to say keep beating a dead horse in (laughs) hope that it comes to life. (laughs) That
0: phrase kills me though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not to say that, but it, it is to say, if you still have, even if you don't have motivation for something, yeah. but you have a passion for it, develop the discipline, yeah. right? To keep at it. A lot of us wait for these sparks of creativity, these sparks of motivation, mm. um, and these waves of them. But yeah. those things are very, very temporary. Don't always stay and don't, they don't always stick around and they don't always happen. Mm however if you tap into discipline you'll find yourself in a routine right and then when those waves of motivation come that's when you create magic because you're already you've already got the discipline down Mm -hmm. um but also a lot of us are waiting to produce our best stuff right i'm not going to write today or this week or when i said i would put out that video because until i've got my best idea
0: your best idea probably ain't gonna come now yeah you know? And when it does come, will you execute it well? well?
1: Because you're so out of whack. Do you get what I mean? And so actually allowing yourself show up when you need to, mm-hmm. even if it's crap, mm-hmm. at least, you know, you've done it. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then the next one you'll learn from the crap and you'll perform better. better. Right. But keep showing up. I love that. Quote. Yeah.
0: I love that. And I guess to wrap it up. Yeah, man. Start a kit. Okay. A entrepreneurs out there or budding entrepreneurs. They're interested in making the leap of faith, and they're oh, about wow. to go into free fall. What yeah, should man. be in their backpack?
1: Okay, savings. Yeah, yeah, savings. I'll need money. <laughs> <Savings>. Money <laughs> need to money. put into your company, but also money at least three months to hold you down whilst you're working on it. Because yeah. let's the reality is, unless you've got mum and dad or some some of some kind of sponsor or investor, yeah. you need money. To be able to keep going. You need, you, if you're hungry and you're tired and you're homeless, it's going to be very hard to work on building this amazing company that you have in your mind. So you need the money so mm. save please do have some savings there once you have some savings sit down and really think through your business's plan and your yeah. business's model this is something that i didn't do and sometimes <laughs> it felt as though i was just free falling in the air yeah, yeah. just relying on my own talent uh, which sometimes failed me and so i think it's important uh, to really sit down and actually have a plan yeah really make a business plan it doesn't have to look like the traditional business plan but at least have some kind of idea of this is what i'm trying to execute and also more importantly this is how i'm going to execute it Mm -hmm. and have a well thought thought through plan Mm -hmm. make sure it makes sense to you ask people Mm -hmm. compare it to other business models um, do your market research be in the know see what is working what isn't working Mm -hmm. a lot of entrepreneurship can be broken down to a science it's not just throwing things in the yeah, air and hoping it for it, sure. it, becomes, it can actually be broken down into reading studying um and that's another thing read listen study learn learn, learn. there's so much information learn. out there that you can use to kickstart this um journey that you're about to sorry this journey that you're about to go on don't neglect it don't think that you're just going to kind of walk into the dark blind and tap onto you know be able to grab something that's worthwhile it doesn't work that way oftentimes you'll end up breaking your leg so really and truly you need to lean on and really tap into the existing resources so take time make sure you read please Mm -hmm. read what's happening currently in the world read books that will help your entrepreneurial journey read books that will help your self-development um and and if you're not if you don't like reading podcast audiobook all the th- all the things that are there and exist for you um but learn in whatever way you can articles um and then also like we were saying entrepreneurship can be lonely. My advice for you in terms of the starter kit, get people you can do this with. Mm. It doesn't have to be a co-founder. It doesn't have to be a business partner, but have friends who are entrepreneurs. Have network, 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 network with people who you already know. Mm. Um, and you may know them more so casually. And actually now you want to get them, know, get to know them more entrepreneurially. Take time to actually put yourself out there, set up your LinkedIn profile, send people some messages, um, send people some emails and be like, hey, could we go for a coffee? Could we have a Zoom call? I'd really love to get to know more about Mm. what you're doing and also share with you what I'm doing and just be able to advise each other and support each other through this journey because the journey of being a a starter entrepreneur is really tough. And even if it's just having someone to discuss the mental uh, battle with, That's a lot of support. That's a lot. That can take you really, really far and actually prep you to be able to to face them and and work on that. So that's what I'd say. Savings, a plan, a network.
0: I don't even think I have anything to add to that. Literally, savings, a plan, a network. Yeah. Yeah. You need that. You need it. Also have a little bit of faith
1: oh a a whole bunch of faith faith. a whole bunch of faith
0: a bunch of faith and a dash of daring because i think there's certain decisions that you're going to make will require you to have a lot of courage yeah so don't be disheartened yeah put listen get a whole bottle of faith (laughs) and a jug of courage because Yeah. yeah what you're trying to do here is something you haven't done before. Mm. And it's probably something that not a lot of people, you know, have done before. If you are the kind of person that, you know, comes from a similar background or you do, you know, come from a marginalized community or even as women chats, something that, you know, a lot of us have to consciously lean into. Um, Faith and courage is important. Um, And don't think that you can't do it by Mm. virtue of any of these identities or virtue of any experiences that you have had. There are folks out here who have literally had... No materials, no support, and they have managed to rise above their contemporaries. Seriously. That could be you next. And in fact, we hope that it's you yeah.
1: next. One bonus thing as well, sis. The best way that listen, there's going to be a whole bunch of unexpected stuff on this journey. You're not going to have seen a lot of this stuff coming. Yeah. Right? It's the that's the truth. Yeah. The best way to prepare for the unexpected is to sharpen your character is to sharpen your mind and to prepare yourself with as much knowledge Mm. as possible, right? So that whatever comes your way, you have something in the archives of your mind. Yeah or even in the archives of your network to be able to lean on, to be able to face the challenge that's in front of you, right? Absolutely. Don't be discouraged by the fact that things aren't going to plan. That is going to happen. That's the nature of this -hmm. this game, Mm -hmm. right? But you need to best prepare yourself. And that entrepreneurship is... It's like preparing for the rainy day that doesn't come. Yeah, oh, but then it comes, oh, it does. right? And, and it some, does. sometimes that rain is bad, and sometimes it's a flood of good things, yeah. right? But you need to prepare for it. So even though it hasn't happened now, be prepared. And it's not to say be paranoid; mm. it's to say be prepared. Be prepared.
0: Preparation is key. Preparation
1: is key. So key. It's oh, the only way place. to. It's the only way to not become overwhelmed, yeah. right? Yeah. Prepare for as much as you can. The factors that are going to happen that are outside of your control that outside of your control mm. or that you don't know are going to happen yeah that you don't know they're going to happen yeah. but everything that you can do within your remit and within your control do it mm. show up and do it making sense because it's you're always going to be stretched right as an entrepreneur so what you don't want is what can i say okay it's like for example if you go on a marathon run mm-hmm. and you know the marathon is 10k mm-hmm. right you're going to train for the 10k entrepreneurship is train for the 10k you go you run the 10k then you get to the 10k market, someone's like ah oh, there's another five run do you know what i mean the worst thing you can do in that position is to not have even prepared for the 10k in the first place yeah. right so everything that you can do everything that you can to prepare for what you know will be required of yeah. you, and that will at least allow you the capacity to then handle the unknown. Yeah, do you get what I mean? I love that. Yeah, that
0: is so so true. Oh, foundational <laughs> build your foundation so you build. can handle the things that are propped on top Come of things, on, you know what I'm saying we're gonna stand there. Right? You go, our female bosses stand up. <laughs> i feel so sorry for anyone who doesn't understand
1: why talisa, we're doing this the talisa female
0: boss hey, listen guys comment on the youtube um <laughs> comments if you know exactly what we mean talisa in boss. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right we're done we're done we're done we're done <laughs> but guys we hope you enjoyed that episode comment below what were your thoughts are any of you guys entrepreneurs budding entrepreneurs Please. do you have any thoughts on entrepreneurship should we have more women in entrepreneurship We want to know. So make sure you comment below. And if you are commenting below, you better have subscribed. Please hit that subscribe button. You better have subscribed. If you want to support us, female entrepreneurs, subscribe. Um, So please, please do. And of course, you can always support us by going up on our Instagrams, Mm -hmm. IG, at Two my sisterhood. And if you'd like to come and support us individually, the lovely lady in the forest green jumper (laughs) over here. Miss Courtney Daniela at CD Boateng and of course at Renee Kapuku. We
1: love to see it. And of course, you can go and tweet us over on Twitter tweet by it. using the hashtag to my sisters and the same handle to my sisterhood. And sis, we tell you every week we're going to soon stop telling you sign up to the mailing list the mailing list they get all the perks they get the early drops the exclusives all the resources please you you guys are in the comment oh we want a book list we want recommendations. it's on the mailing list what are you listening to it's on the mailing list so definitely sign up to the mailing list because that's where we give all the exclusive
0: glow and grow tips that's where where it goes
1: (laughs) down in the inbox it goes down in the DMs. we're doing so well
0: with the the metaphors we are the we're, good at, we're good at
1: it we're good at it we're
0: good at it
1: i love this for us <laughs> <laughs> i love it well sis we hope that this episode has helped you we hope that you flourish in everything all your money making moves all Hallelujah. your boss babe moves and um, and if entrepreneurship is not for you don't worry girl don't buy off more than you are willing yes, to really chew well. it is fine you are still successful you can be successful in any any sphere that you are in and we hope that we can support you on that journey yeah but we will talk to you very soon with another installment of glow and grow tips on the to my sisters podcast we love it we will talk to you very soon and as always keep glowing and growing
2: <laughs> planning for your next trip